given him more range, maybe. Oh, I didn't give mine anything. Oh, I made my stand stats. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. So, welcome back. The JoJo's experts have logged on. Where? It's us. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm Diana. I'm Dave? The JoJo's expert? I'm also a JoJo's expert, because now we've been through several episodes of this um, adventure. At least five. At least five, which is how many we watched for today. Yes. <laughs> um, so we challenged ourselves. We made stands. We did. We did make stands. <laughs> I should note, I made my stand before I watched these episodes, but don't. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear it. Me? I don't want to hear about how I copied a stand in these episodes. Oh, okay. I'll shut my mouth, I guess. I was more talking to, like, the metaphorical you. I wasn't talking to you, my co-host. To, to my stand? Is he here? Maybe. So what's your stand? <laughs> so I can... So I can be on the lookout? Well, actually, it's shapeless. <laughs> so okay. that might be why you don't see it. Okay. So my stand is called Man Research. <laughs> and... You should have started out with mine. Mine's less funny. <laughs> and it can ignore the laws of physics. That's it? Yep. It's got a C in potential, and C in durability, and E in everything else. <laughs> so, power, speed, range. And precision. It's got a D in precision. Oh my god. <laughs> so it can defy physics, but not very well. So really, it just kind of floats there. Okay. Yeah. It's not totally useless, though, right? No. Okay, that's a start. That's the end as well. <laughs> anyway, tell us about your cool stand. It's not cool. It just makes it seem like I ripped someone off. <sighs> I called my stand Judgment's Crossing. Okay. Going with the tarot theme. Because, you know. Oh, that's a I'm good idea. I should have done that. We use the stand generator, right? Yeah. I use the few different things. Is man research a major or minor arcana? I think it would be an aspect of minor. Okay. So like a minor minor. Mm, it's just the theme. Okay. I don't know how that You could works, probably so. do like prince or king. Like prince research. Okay. Prince of research. I don't know what you're saying. Prince purple. So. Since they happen to choose a... A color and a major arcana. I'm just gonna most keep shaking my head in agreement because I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Anyway, Judgment's Crossing is a dragon-shaped stand that can cause pain to someone if the user, that's me, is angry. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that would be fitting for my type of energy. Yeah. How that, does it cause pain? You know, the stand generator didn't give me that one. Come up with it. I should be able to. I am a storyteller. You are. Um, I feel like it would be a series of accidents. Okay. 
just like stuff that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. But there's some sort of like dragon calling card associated with it. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to see its stats? Sure. Okay. Uh, its power is C. Okay. Um, speed A, mm-hmm. range B, durability is a little infinite symbol. Precision is E, and potential is B. Nice. Yeah. Also, I like to imagine that I can use man research to uh, kind of float around like a... What's his name from Zelda? Tingle? Oh, my God. Doesn't he float around? Yes. Yeah. Acts like a little balloon. But it's shapeless? Yeah. You just put it in the balloon. That's where it lives. Yeah. I just kind of float around like that. You know, not cool like Superman or anything, but just kind of like, hey. Like all my limbs are still like... (laughs) Just dangling there, so it's really just kind of my torso. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, I know this is, like, the much-awaited-for, much-anticipated conclusion to our challenge from last episode, but yeah. um, we, these stand images will be linked in our podcast description. There will be a little imager album yes. of them both. Do, do you have a picture of yours? Yeah. Well, I have okay. the... Oh yeah, what um this your stand thing. doesn't like look like anything. Okay, yeah. I have that. I don't too. have like a picture or anything. Um obviously. Yeah, I <laughs> for another podcast that I'm a patron for, I was assigned a little character in their quote-unquote RPG mm-hmm. from month to month and it was like this creepy looking doll and I was thinking of having that be my stand. Oh no. My stand manifestation, but that would be a little too on the nose with one of these episodes. That's actually just copying I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I I didn't know it existed. See, if you had made it a doll, nobody would have believed you. Literally no one would have believed me. But I was thinking about it is the thing. What yeah. is it? Like a million monkeys at typewriters will eventually create the works of Shakespeare? Yeah. We're, me and Iraqi were just on the same wavelength. <laughs> I will also forget that Dio's casket was... <laughs> Used as an escape device. <laughs> okay, so... Hey, Rocky forgot, we can forget. There you go. That's why we're the experts. Yes. Um, so, episode we watched episodes 6 through 10 of uh, part 3. Stardust Crusaders. Stardust Crusaders. Yes. Yes. Starting I'm with episode 6. Time. You are? I am. I mean, not like initially... <laughs> we'll get to it we'll get to it okay um so it opens on dio (laughs) my first thought when i remember i should be taking notes is this fucking guy again did this wait did this episode start with dio i thought that was seven did it start with dio because i thought i don't know i just watched them (laughs) episode six was the recap uh remember they recapped it and i had commented about how they kind of skipped over the part of Polnareff being brainwashed. So it kind of looks yes. like he just got lit on fire. Oh, yeah, that was the then... part that I uh, was sick of Dio in. Yeah. Sorry. And then it cuts to them on the boat. Yeah. They're sailing towards Singapore. Oh, I know. Dio's talking about them. J- the Joe Star and his uh, gang. This is definitely episode seven. No. Yeah. Where he's talking to Eniaba, the old lady? No, he's talking to himself. Is he? Yes. Okay. I'll go with you then. 
um, he said the Joe Star and his gang, and I, I was like, um, they're the stand band. <laughs> Excuse you. But that's the. I think that's the only part we're going to disagree about. Um, Joseph, for one reason or another, calls Jojo and Kakuyin uh, stiffs. Students are such stiffs. Nowadays. Yeah, because they refuse to take off their uniforms. Which is a really. F- <laughs> They're sunbathing. Yeah. With their uniforms on. Yeah. Um, and I don't think stiffs is the right word because JoJo's a straight up delinquent. <laughs> yeah. 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 I also, um, like, Joseph's going to ask if they're warm in their student uniforms. Meanwhile, Avdol's standing behind him in a full, like, coat. He's got, like, his full yeah. thing going on. Like, that looks way warmer. <laughs> yeah. Also, Joseph? Joseph? Got that, like, nice outfit, the sleeveless, like... Yeah, he's on island time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be on his time. I want to be on his time. Still looking fantastic Fine. for... Yeah. How old is he? 69. The... Yeah. That's canon. Is I'm it? not making a joke. Okay. I mean, I well, was, you're doing but both. like... <laughs> yes. Yes, it's real. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, yeah. So they're on the boat. Yeah, the crew is harassing Singapore. a stowaway who looks like Smokey! Yes. I miss Smokey. Yeah. Uh, we find out... Um, wait, no, we don't find out yet. But uh, the stowaway gets uh, thrown overboard after threatening to... <laughs> no, she... So when, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she's, at, at, yeah. So at this point... I think it's he, but yes. really. Uh, so she gets found. Uh, she's like threatening everybody, like, I'll kick you square in the day, like all that yeah. stuff. One of the naval officers says, like, oh, we're going to turn you into the police. Right. She's like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Please, like, I'll work on the boat, whatever. And he's like, nah, I think I'm going to turn you into the police anyway. So she bites him and then she jumps off. No, it's, he says, um, no, I think we'll keep you around. I think we'll keep you around. But it was, like, creepy. <laughs> oh. So she bit him and was like, no, thank you. Yeah, well, either way, she bit him and jumped off on her own. Yeah. Like, overboard into shark-infested waters. Yes. Where it really looks like they're just standing in the water. Yeah. Are they standing? Well, jo- Jotaro jumps in to save her. Yes. And then it's revealed that she's a girl. Yes. Um, Jotaro jumps in to save her, and they're standing in the water. But aren't they just standing on Star Platinum? No. Are you sure? I have no idea. I hadn't even thought of that. There's a whole ass boat in the water. It's I mean, not standing depth. Well, yeah, it's obviously not standing depth, because we see later, like, he goes to the bottom, and it's not that deep. Well, yeah, but it's definitely but, not like standing. Yeah, I'm just saying like the animate like the yeah way the it's animation drawn, makes it. Look they're like, like at their chest. It's like at stomach level. I would like to think they're standing on Star Platinum, and then they start swimming to the boat. Poor Star Platinum. Well, with a stand master like Jotaro, what do you expect? Yeah, fair. But yeah, so Jotaro beats Actually, the shit out I of shouldn't a shark. Be saying that, given what Kakin does with his stand in these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Jotaro beats the shit out of a shark, mm-hmm. knocks it away. They start heading back towards the boat. And we something. should mention that Anne, 
Her name's revealed later, but for for ease of reference. Yes. Um, and can't see any like any of the stands. No. So they, we they literally a, see like her perspective of this shark just floating in like, the air and getting the shit punched out of it. Yes. Um, they make it back to the boat. Oh no, he's well, swimming to yes. a life ring that they're going to pull him overboard mm-hmm. or on board yes. with. Um, and he's being chased by a stand. Yeah, something comes out of the shark and starts swimming towards them at really high speeds. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I can't believe the shark has a stand. i mean as we'll see i was not far off that's not implausible yes um Um, but yeah so they barely make it back with the help of uh kakuin's stand yeah avdol says um i haven't heard of a water dwelling stand yeah i'm like you're from the desert of course you haven't it's a good point (laughs) i feel bad for making that comment now (laughs) Um, but yeah, so now they realize that there's a stand user among them. Yes. This uh, sassy, angry child pulls out a knife. Good for her! And is threatening to stab everybody on board. Yes! In a one-on-one fight. Get them! Get their asses! <laughs> and this continues to happen until the captain shows up. Yeah. And grabs her and is like, uh, we don't... Like, we treat stowaways harshly because if we don't, even if you're a girl, there are going to be more. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's go. And then in his the biggest mistake of his life, he takes Jotaro's cigarette. Yes. Well, his... <laughs> my initial thought was like, oh, who's this man aside from the stand user? Yeah. Because it's not at all subtle. No. <laughs> Very, like... Immediate, just kind of menacing. By the way, people are drawn in this show if they're going to be a stand user. Like you don't even need the like menacing character that like floats around all the time. You You can can literally tell just the way their face is drawn. Yeah. So he takes Jotaro's cigarette, calls him Mister Outlaw. Well, yeah, Jotaro's smoking, and he puts it out on Jotaro's hat, saying, "Like, were you gonna like?" throw it into this beautiful ocean mm-hmm. like when you were done with it it's like i don't think so you're not gonna smoke on this ship yeah and i just have here just like everybody looking on it's just like oh we're about to witness a murder okay <laughs> jodo was about to get his ass and and he little did we know well, it was a it was a trick so jodoro immediately just goes like hey you don't need to be a dick about it mm-hmm also, I know you're the stand user. Mm-hmm. And he's like, stand? What? Just like shifting. Like, like shifting <laughs> p- different poses. Just like, what's what? a stand? Stand? He, yeah, he's voguing and saying yeah. this. And he's, <laughs> so Jodor, like, they're all just like, hey, this guy was recommended by the Speedwagon Foundation. Like, he's definitely not a stand user. We can trust him. Like, Do you have any proof? Jodor's like, yeah. If a stand user inhales any amount of cigarette smoke, a little vein pops up on the tip of their nose, at which point everybody oh, except for the little girl covers, covers up their, their nose. nose. And they're just like, wait, really? And he's like, no, but we found the idiot. It's the captain. <laughs> it's the captain. Captain Dragon. Captain Dragon is his name. Yes. Sorry, fake Captain Dragon. Fake Captain Dragon. Because he already killed the real Captain Dragon. Before they left Hong Kong. Yes. 
We should mention they're en route to Singapore. Yes. And he... So he makes his face even fucking creepier somehow. And he uses his stand to, like, grab Anne. And he's like, I'm going to jump into the water now. Yeah. With her. You're all going to follow me. Let her go. She didn't do anything. And I can kill all five of you in the water. Yes. Single-handedly. Yeah. So he tries to jump. Jotaro will start platinum, basically attacks faster than they can fall. And he gets him a, a good few flurry of punches, knocking him away. Just real fast fight mm-hmm. until like he's floating away. But as Jotaro tries to get Anne up like from overboard, he can't because there's a bunch of barnacles or whatever they were, on his yeah, arm. Yeah, barnacles. Growing that up are, um, Star Platinum's arm and his own. No, they're not going up his arm. Just Star Platinum's. But yeah, it's a part of his stand attack. Of just, like, they grow and as they expand, like, they're absorbing Star Platinum's power. And they're using that to expand over him. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's pulling him into the water. Jotaro falls in. And they start having really weird, like, so they say that stands can communicate under, through, like, underwater. Yeah. But then the captain is just kind of talking, like, well, himself. because yeah, he's basically an amphibian at this point. No. That's not how that works. <laughs> Are you sure? No. <laughs> then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so basically they're talking, the captain's being a little shit. Yeah, he's being a jackass about it. He's, like, he destroys the ship's rudder. He, you know, keeps pointing out that Jotaro can't do a lot because Mm -hmm. his power is being drained. And, uh, he starts making a whirlpool to kind of, well, a whirlpool filled with his stand's scales, which are, like, razor sharp. Mm -hmm to kind of both trap Jotaro in the water and also keep the other people from jumping into the water. Yeah. And so basically this just keeps going on and on. Like, keeps going until eventually Jotaro goes limp in the water. And he's like, alright, time to fuck this guy up. (laughs) At which point we get Jotaro's secret attack. Starfinger. Yep. <laughs> Name uh, something I... you can say during a stand fight and also sex. It was me, Dio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. My stand has no weaknesses. I don't like this game anymore. That's what I'm ex- here for. I'm just suspecting the one answer. Nope. Starfinger. That's my real stand's ability. To pick the worst possible choice in every scenario. It's like a little Mass Effect wheel. Yeah. This option will kill you instantly. Yes. Conversationally. Yep. <laughs> Everything else is grayed out. That's my ability. That's such a shitty stand. Yeah. 
<laughs> Almost as shitty as Hermit Purple. Hermit Purple is so shitty. <laughs> I'm glad we can all agree that Joseph's stand is bad. Yeah. It li- we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, so Jotaro caught like going limp to concentrate all of his energy into two like two of his fingers shoots like grows his fingers extends them and like shoots it straight into the captain's stand's head yeah killing him basically Mm -hmm. yeah the captain dies jotaro is able to escape the water yeah they're back on well no they go to get back on board and the ship blows up the whole ship blows up because he had bombs that were really well timed for the 80 i did yeah i don't know how he blew that up also i don't know how they escaped the ship like the whole thing just kind of went up at once yeah yeah okay all righty and like at this point did they really think the sea would be the best way to travel I mean, it's harder to sink a boat than an airplane. I don't think that's true. I mean... They took the train just fine. That's true. Like, I don't know why that didn't work, but... They could also, like, rent a car. There's five of them. They I fit feel in like it's sedan. also a thing of if a ship sinks, you still technically have... The the smaller boats. And also, you could just survive in the water for a time. Yeah, I like guess. Like, for rescue. Whereas, when a plane crashes... Yeah. You just kind of die. Cars or trains. Contained unit. Or a private flight. The Joestars are fucking billionaires. <laughs> At this point. Minor spoiler for way down the road... Also does not work. Okay. Private flights do not work. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Planes are very dangerous in this universe. Just take a train, guys. They did. It's apparently the one safe mode of transportation. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So They get into the lifeboats. They all make it. Like... The whole stand, stand band, stand band plus Anne, and and the crew of the yeah, ship. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they're all fine. Stand band and and crew. Yes, they're all out on the boat. Joseph gives Anne some water, which she immediately spits out. It's vodka. Yes, that's why. <laughs> no, because she sees a massive ship boat. Yes. A boat. JoJo's really just said boat at the end of this episode. Yeah, because that's right where the episode ends. Just a giant boat about to hit them. Yeah. Which leads us into episode seven, Strength. (laughs) This is where we get Dio. Yes. And my only comment for his... Well, not my... not, Not the only comment I have for his whole deal mm-hmm. but they'll just stop sending dudes after them the stand band it's not gonna work i mean it this it, is a anime it keeps almost working 
Yeah, until it, like, works a little bit. Like, they keep almost dying. Yeah, that's fair. Eventually, it's gonna work. Eventually, it's gonna work. And and Yaba says, if you have nothing to fear, then you really have no reason to live. Or, like, some variation of that. Yeah, they're having, like... So, the old lady who we saw before with Dio, her name is Eniaba. Yes. And she's having this weird fucking conversation with Dio about, like, what it means to live and, like, how conquering your fears is what it means to live. Because, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Dio's posing. It's like I said earlier, Dio is so muscular that it looks like he's just a buff dude wearing another buff dude. Yeah. Like, there's so much muscle. There is muscle on top of muscle. Yes. Um, and he says, I'll kill the Joestar family, you know, yeah. that whole thing. It's And I'll take away that part of the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. You can't just do that. <laughs> That's not how it works. Hey, if you were I an mean, immortal vampire with what is apparently a... Invincible stand. You might think you might be able to deal with the Wheel of Fortune. Go on that game show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was around in the 80s, right? Was it? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, the whole point of the card is that there are ups and downs. And if you take away the downs, th that's not the card. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I, I, I really want to know how Dio got into Jonathan's body. Not like how he did it, but like, not like how he got there, but like how he got to that process. Like when the ship was sinking and everything, how mm -hmm. he was like, I just got to do it. Well, remember, I mean, he already wanted to take. Jonathan's I mean, body. Yeah, like not. I'm not saying how did he get there. Mm -hmm. I am saying how the fuck. What was the logistics of taking the body? He's got his tentacles thing. Jonathan's dead. Just cut off the head. And... I mean, is that really it? Yeah. Okay. Why need? Why make it more complicated than it needs to be? In this show, are you saying that to me for, about this show? No. You know what I want to know? Mm. What did Dio do for a hundred years in that coffin? Sleep. No, like, he must have been doing some kind of workout. Oh, he's, yeah, muscle he's atrophy. buff. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he's doing in there? Calisthenics. Yeah. Mm. It's a big coffin. It's a big coffin. He's got room. Mm. Anyway. So, the whole boat's a stand. Spoilers, but, like, Spoiler. not really. Yeah. So there's this weird ghost ship thing. They're yeah. all like, hey, let's get on the boat. This can't be bad. Send the crew up first. If they don't come down in 20 minutes, bye. Yeah. You already lost your captain. Yeah, you're <laughs> as good as so dead anyway. Shitty, but like, you all look exactly the same. Must mean you're extras. I mean, none of them are like as jacked as the stand band or as detailed in their facial. I mean, I think know. that's just true for literally everybody. Yeah. They're extras. Yeah. So send the crew up first. Then so, the animators won't have to draw them anymore. So yeah, every, everybody goes on the ship. They're all looking around. They don't find anybody on board 
Except for an orangutan. In a cage. Locked in a cage. That looks creepy as hell. It looks very creepy. It's like, it's not an orangutan. It's like Uncanny Valley in between orangutan and human. Yeah, it looks weirdly human-ish. But definitely still I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, it's weird. every fucking fiber of my being. Especially later. Especially later. I fucking hate this goddamn monkey. So, I assume yes, because at this point you would believe anything I said about JoJo's. If last episode I told you that they were going to fight a pervy orangutan with the ability to make a ship as a stand... Would you have believed me? Yeah. Would you have actually believed me? Or would you have, like, that thing of, like, I don't... I have no fucking idea if you're fucking with me or not. I think if we had watched the last episode... In its entirety. Okay. And then you told me this. I would believe you 100%. Okay. If you had told me before we started these episodes... So I would two have, episodes ago... Two episodes finished. ago, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's, what the fuck? Are they running out of ideas? Episode at end of episode six, I would have believed you hundred percent. Yeah, because that fair. boat came out of nowhere. Yeah. So yeah, this this orangutan is a stand user. Yeah, it can make an entire giant ship. Yes, it controls the entire ship. It uses a hook on a crane to impale one of the extras through the mouth. Mm-hmm. And kill him. We should also mention that at this point, Anne doesn't trust Jotaro. Yes. She trusts the grandpa with a daughter. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, to be fair, he's the only one that has actually talked to her as if she's a person. Yeah. Anne is interacting with the orangutan Mm -hmm. and it starts smoking and reading like... A playboy. Yeah, looking at naked women in Playboy. And she's like, this is... What the? What is going on? It, it's weird. It's so. We can just gloss over this whole thing. Yeah. Well, basically, Anne goes to take a shower. Yeah, because she's like gross and seawatery. Yeah, she got covered in salt, like seawater. Also, like JoJo's. Did we have to spend that much time in the shower? No. No. I feel. I felt gross yeah. during this whole episode. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. But <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> I felt gross. Especially where we don't actually know how old she is. Yeah, we have no clue. But she looks like she's like maybe 14. Something like that, yeah. Generous estimate. Yeah. But yeah, so the orangutan breaks out mm-hmm. of its cage, kills, kills all the of the extras. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then basically comes up, opens up like her shower and is just staring her down like she's noticed Mm -hmm. so now she's just stuck in the shower with this giant monkey looking at her five times stronger than like the strongest human man yeah and just yeah it's it's weird yeah she grabs a towel yeah at which point jotaro comes in fucking beats the shit out of the monkey yes good with the lock for the cage yeah. Like, just punches him in the face with it and throws it at his head. Mm-hmm. The monkey starts fighting back. It it rips one of the, like, ceiling fans off the ceiling and just embeds it in Jotaro's shoulder. Fuck it. Ceiling fan in my shoulder. Which, yeah, he really kind of knows, like, 
does not sell at all. He just kind of stares at it. He's like, ow, what? Yeah. The thing then slaps him in the face so hard that it knocks him out of the room. Down the hall. Yep. Down the hall. Glass breaks out of the door behind him, mm-hmm. which Star Platinum catches with its super fast hands. Tries to punch the monkey, but it fades through the wall, mm-hmm. at which point Jodoro realizes the entire ship is a stand. Yes. The monkey's stand. Which yes. Is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe this entire ship is this gross monkey stand. This is just letting you know. Like this episode is just setting up the fact that not like all types of living creatures can have stands. I can't wait for like a mosquito to have a stand. I really can't. Cars is gonna come back as a rock and have a stand. <laughs> He's a meteor now. There are no inanimate object stands. Cars is not an inanimate object. He's just frozen in space. Yeah. Does he come back? You have to tell me. I don't have to tell you. This is entrapment. (laughs) This is not entrapment. That's not what that means. (laughs) Yes, it is. Anyway, Jotaro starts fighting... The monkey. I'm just going to call him Strength. Yeah, Strength is his um, arcana. Yeah. His stand, his whatever. Um... But strength uses like however strength uses like a bunch of the pipes in the walls mm. to basically pin Jotaro up against the wall, mm-hmm. and then he sinks everybody else in the stand band into the floor, slowly like crushing them and making them unable to use their stand. Yeah, so we should mention before mm-hmm. this while uh, Jotaro was like poking around the ship and whatever. Mm-hmm. Kakuyan uses his stand to just like, oh yeah, just go look for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> just sends him through the... His stand's real good getting in between stuff. He's real good at getting in between stuff. His stand is like really good for daily use. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really up to Jotaro to kill this monkey. He tries like ripping his arm free on the wall, mm-hmm. but the monkey just kind of... Pins it again. Pin- like doubles up and... Also, now Strength has, like, a cute little sailor's outfit, which I really kind of liked. No. I, like, he's still a pervy, disgusting creature. Yeah, but the fact, like, monkey in a... Uh, this monkey's sailor outfit. Oh, yes. It's adorable sailor outfit. It, yeah, the outfit itself is pretty cute. And if it was, like, a normal monkey, like a zoo monkey wearing yeah. a sailor outfit, that would be adorable. If it wasn't a pervert. If it wasn't a pervert, it's, it's like, kind of Because it's got a pipe and it's solving a Rubik's Cube. It's Yeah, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, like, I thought this monkey was a human at one point that, like, just happened to morph into a monkey. I I had that thought, too, that your first thought might be, like, oh, this is, like, a human in a monkey costume or something like that. Yeah, that, like, went, not, like, a costume, but, like, I guess devolves in order to control such a large stand. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the implication of he, how his stand is so strong. Yeah. Is that because it's a monkey and like, or like the orangutan is so much stronger than a human. Mm-hmm. It's capable of you like controlling such a large stand. Yeah. Um, so Jojo figures out that the stand, the monkey already thinks he's won. Yeah. Because really it more or less has mm-hmm. like Jojo's trap. Everybody else is about to die. Yeah. The monkey pretty much has won. Mm-hmm. At which point, Jotaro kind of f- 
takes one of his buttons off his shirt and like flicks it at the back of the head of the monkey, which pisses it off because you know he can't it got control it. Yeah, it, it can't control that because it's not a part of his stand. Mm-hmm. And Jotaro kind of says that, oh, I can't hurt a monkey's pride because he doesn't have it, any. Yeah, it wouldn't have any, which pisses it off. It goes like it takes the button and goes to like beat the shit out of Jotaro. At which point we again get Starfinger. Yes. Which shoots into the button, knocking the button out of the monkey's hand into its forehead. Yeah. Causing it to freak out. It loosens its grip on Jotaro. And everyone above. Yes. And Jotaro. Well, the monkey tries to like surrender by like showing its stomach and stuff like that, but Jotaro just beats the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. The ship falls apart. Like, back to the original boat, like, the little rowboat or whatever it was it came in. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, well, back to the rowboat. Yeah. Um, they get rescued. Yes. And pulled into port at Singapore. Yeah, and that's the end of episode seven. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the first time these notes I did two things. I called Jotaro Charlie Brown because he keeps saying good grief. Yep. Um, he does is, it a lot. He does it a lot. Um, and I said, Polnareff has two brain cells and they're all busy. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. <laughs> Never with the task at hand. No. Oh my God. Um, so we, we see, um, we see Dio again. Yes. In episode eight, The Devil. No, this is at the end of episode seven. Oh, do it. Yeah. Yeah, Dio and um, a... And Yaba. And Yaba. You'd think I'd remember this stuff after watching it twice in the past 24 hours. Yeah. You'd think I remember this stuff after watching it literally two hours ago. No. <laughs> um. So, and Yaba and Dio are talking again, and Dio's like, well, like, the, the stand users are pretty powerful, like, we can't keep losing you know mm-hmm. you can't keep losing soldiers i bet oh yeah, yeah, yeah this part and and yaba says no not to worry my son is more powerful than they can ever imagine well she basically says that there are like six other stand users heading towards mm-hmm. their like their location yeah. to kill them and one of them is her son which she reveals she, she has, has two right hands yes and her son is the person who killed Polnareff's sister yeah. As we find out, his name is Centerfold. Yeah. Um, and then we get a shot of a doll in a room. Yes. That doll's going to do it to him. Um, so 2-8, the devil. Well, episode 8, I should say. I shouldn't, yes. I shouldn't say how I uh, denote these in my notes. So, the devil. Yes. Um, of course, it's a voodoo doll. Yeah. Yeah. Starts off, Polnareff tells that cop to fuck off. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, this cop comes up and is just saying, hey, you littered. That's going to be $500. Yeah, and Polnareff has put his uh, like hobo bag on the ground. Yeah, his luggage bag, which yeah. just looks like a fucking homeless person's bag. He's like, I just see my luggage. Tell me where you think the trash is, officer. Like, just getting all up in his face. Yeah, and because he's like 6'8 and beefy. The officer's like, oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Please don't murder me. Six eight, beefy and French. Polnareff's really like six four. It's just like six nine with that hair. It's full of secrets. <laughs> um. So, like, literally, it's two brain cells, and they're all busy. Because he, they're checking into a hotel. They find out that Anne has come with them. Yeah. Um, well, they... Or she's going to hang around with them yeah, for five Yeah, she's still days. just hanging around with them, even though she's under no obligation to anymore. She's not stuck at sea. Yeah. With these people that keep causing mass deaths. Yeah. Um... So they, so they're like, oh, maybe she's like around here because she doesn't have any money. And I was like, motherfuckers, you're rich. Give her money. <laughs> but it turns out she just wants to hang around for a little bit. Yeah, she's I got some weird her. Stockholm syndrome thing going on. Yeah, real fast. Um, so they check into a hotel. Yes. Kakuyin uh, is in a room by himself because no. she Anne doesn't want to share a room with him. No, I understand. Polnareff. Polnareff. Sorry. Joseph and Avdal take a room because they're buds. Jotaro and Kakyoin take a room because, because they're, they're both, both students. students. Wink. 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 Um. And then, yes, Polnareff and and both get their own rooms. Yeah. Initially, I thought, yeah, stick the two kids in a room together. <laughs> um, But Anne gets her own room. Polnareff gets his own room. And... He walks into the... Oh, the rooms are not next to each other. No, because the hotel is busy. Yeah, but they're basically on top of each other. Like in the same area. More or less. Yeah. yeah. They are on different floors. Yeah. Um. So Kakuyin is three floors under Joseph and Avdol. Yes. And I think Kakuyin and... I don't know if they ever specified where they are, but that's not... I think just by like reading yeah, the not, tags, yeah, they're like somewhere in between. Irrelevant. Yeah. Um, he walks into the room and it looks like a 2010 horror game. Yeah. Just it turns dark. out it is. Yeah. <laughs> he goes out to the balcony and then he, uh, he turns around. He's like, okay, where are you? No, no. He doesn't even say, where are you? He oh. just says, come out. Oh, I know yeah. you're in there. At which point a man emerges from the mini fridge. And asks, how did you know I was in the fridge? That's just us. Yeah. That's that's you hearing me say something after I've been looking for cream cheese well, did you, did at, you, like, two in the morning. Did you see how he knew he was in yes. the fridge? Yeah. Because he just took everything out of the fridge and it put did, it on top. And, like, didn't clean up. Nope. Yeah. Just made a big mess. Yeah. That's a theme, this episode. Yeah. Um. So, Polnareff summons his stand and stabs the shit out of this stand user. Yeah, his name is Soul Sacrifice. Mm. The person's name is Soul Sacrifice, I should say. Yeah, the stand. Is like Ebony something? Ebony Devil. Ebony Devil. But yeah, so Polnareff stabs the shit out of this dude's face. Mm-hmm. At which point he's just like, you know, how dare you? Yeah, that's enough I, to hold a grudge. Yeah, that's enough to hold a grudge. I let you attack me on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're going to fucking die. It, yeah. I got really concerned for Polnareff in this episode. Yeah. It, I mean, a lot happens. That thing's like, well, as we'll find out, basically, he, uh, Soul Sacrifice jumps over the edge. Yeah. Polnareff calls up uh, Avdol. Yeah. And is like, hey, 
I'm under attack. Uh-huh. This guy named Soul Sacrifice attacked me. I don't know what his stand is. It just be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. But Avdol knows yeah. who Soul Sacrifice is. He hangs up and then yeah, tells it's... Joseph about Soul Sacrifice. God. <laughs> because really, like, Avdol knowing about Soul Sacrifice and then them not going to check up on Polnareff at all. Yeah. It's really just kind of a what the fuck moment of just like I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So after the phone call, Polnareff's out on the balcony, and you something comes up behind him and slices him in the leg. Yes. It looks like it would be enough to like almost take off the entire leg mm-hmm. or foot. Yeah. But as it usually is in JoJo's, it's a minor flesh wound. Yes. Um. At which point, Polnareff calls the hotel service to say, like, hey, I cut my foot. Can you guys bring up some bandages Mm -hmm. and stuff? And then he's going to leave. He's going to leave. He he doesn't know where his keys are. So he goes to look for them. They're under the bed. Mm -hmm. And when he goes under the bed, the doll comes to life again. And ties him up, like, to the to the bottom of the bed. Yeah. So that he's facing the floor. Yeah, so that he's facing the floor, shoots shampoo into his eyes yeah. so he can't see, and then cuts off the legs to the bed. Yeah. So that he's... I don't like know. Like, crushed. Well, he's not really crushed. But, like, inconvenienced. I think so he can't look around. Yeah, he really can't see anything at that point. Yeah. Because it's, like... Right next to the ground, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, yeah, we see the doll, the creepy doll that was sitting in the room is Soul Sacrifice's stand. Mm-hmm. And it has like a big fucking little like straight blade, like razor. Yeah. Which is the sharpest thing I've ever seen. Because as we see, the hotel guy comes in. And he's like, oh, hey, I have your stuff. Polnareff's like, no, no, don't come in. You'll be killed. Comes in anyway. And this fucking doll cleaves this dude's face off with one clean motion. Like, top of the head to bottom of head. Just through the face. One shot. Really impressive, actually. And then just starts wreaking havoc on Polnareff. Yeah, he's just really going to town. Like, yeah. Polnareff's trying to fight, but he can't use his stand. Like, he can't see with his stand where he can't see. Right. So, Silver Chariot is just kind of swinging wildly, mm-hmm. and the doll is easily able to avoid everything and kind of cut him up a little bit. Yeah. Through all the chaos, he ends up breaking mirrors onto the floor. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happen. <laughs> A lot of things happen. The doll gets a spear, starts stabbing it through the bed. Yeah. Barely missing. Like, it... After it, uh, like, Polnareff, or Silver Chariot throws a blanket over him and the, um, over him and the doll. Yeah. And that's when he breaks a mirror. After that, the doll starts, like, going into the mini fridge and throwing all the drinks everywhere. It's costing Polnareff. Thousands of dollars. A in, fortune. In, like, room fees. The Speedwagon Foundation is bankrupt. 
<laughs> if a thousand dollars did it to him, I don't think. I don't think they would do out it so one high. mini fridge at a hotel? Are you a nice hotel? Are you kidding me? Uh, okay. There's no corporation that could afford that. Are you sure? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Um. But yeah, so he. Polnareff broke some mirrors. This thing's going around just being a fucking shitbag. It says it's going to bite Kakuin. Or no, not Kakuin. Polnareff's balls off. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really like. Just. What? A lot of, a lot of ball biting in, this, in these set. A lot of threat of ball biting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. And then tries to electrocute. Polnareff. Well, no, he, with a short circuiting hairdryer and all the juice. He short circuits a hairdryer so that it shoots out fire, so that he could drop it on the bed, which is now coated in like alcohol and juice, which will kill him mm-hmm. through the, just the fire. But Polnareff uses Silver Chariot to stab both the dryer and the doll mm-hmm. right in the head, and he's like, "How?" And he's like, "Oh, it's the mirrors." He scattered them everywhere, so now he can see above the bed. Yeah. So Polnareff stabs him, just bounces this doll around the room like six times. The doll tries to run. Polnareff cuts off its legs. And then it's like, hey, aren't you going to come at me? You say you're going to bite my dick off. So it tries. And then he cuts apart the doll for everything except its dick. Which we see translates to soul sacrifice in the bathroom. Where this guy, this attendant is just watering the floor? I think he was like trying, like setting up to clean the floor. Yeah, okay. I figured you'd just use a mop for that, but. Yeah, you have to get it wet first. There's a lot of water. You don't need it that wet. Maybe it's dirty. I mean, clearly it is because he opens the door and. Soul sacrifice is dead there. His entire body, except for his dick, is just cut hacked up, apart, hacked to pieces. Yeah. Um. And then we find out that Kakuyin is still working for Dio. Before that, I just really like that dumb bit of cat, like an injured, like just tired Polnareff comes into the room, and they're just <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, good, Polner, if you're here, let's figure out what to do in the event that Soul Sacrifice attacks one of us. And he's like, ah, I'm so tired. Fucking idiots. Okay, two brain cells, I'd watch who you're calling an idiot. <laughs> but then, yes, as you mentioned, Joseph uses his Hermit Purple yeah. on a TV this time to get spirit audio yes. instead of a spirit photo. And it tells them, like, to beware of Kakuin. He's still he's Dio's servant. Yeah. At which point, Dio appears on the screen, talks to Joseph, and then blows up the TV mm-hmm. again. Just the worst stand. Yeah. It's really causing Joseph a lot of harm at this point. Yeah. And that's the end of episode eight. Mm-hmm. Kakuin, bad guy. Bad guy. Uh, so episode nine, Yellow, Yellow Temperance. Temperance. Kakuyin and Jotaro yeah. are out with Anne walking yes. through the park. Kakuyin's kind of tagging behind. Got the weirdest fucking facial expressions. Yeah. 
they stop to get um, coconut juice. Yes. You know, it's a little, like, summertime treat. Yeah. And uh, someone takes Kakuyun's wallet. Yes. He almost murders them. Yeah. He uses a stand to trip them, knees him in the face. I really, I quoted this line directly because I really like it. The, you're worth about as much as a sewer cockroach's dick. That's good. I don't know what it means, but it sure sounds insulting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he like, Anne watches wrestling for sure because she can name the move that Kakin's doing yes, to this he's, man. He's doing a backbreaker, like literally just throws him over his shoulders and is just bending this poor fucking street thug. Yeah, like this. <laughs> this is nobody. Um and. The reveal of Kakuhin being, like, a menace is so good. I, he Like, it just keeps getting it's, worse and worse of just, like... Yeah. Oh, Jojo, like, it's fine. Like, just so ominous with his, like... Right. And then it's, like, he Jotaro goes, like, starts walking away. Kakuhin, like, turns towards a tree and looks back and he's just making these, like horrible eating noises he's like oh he must really love coconut turns around he's just eating some beetles that were on the tree yeah that we saw before and now that Anne knows she's in danger yes um i had just realized that Anne and joseph have matching shirts like shirt patterns <laughs> that's so cute he's such yeah. a grandpa oh my god um <laughs> completely by coincidence but it's adorable um and then we get the scene. They're getting ready to ride these cable cars. We get for one fun. of the next major JoJo's Bizarre Adventure memes. Yeah. Of Kakuin takes a cherry off of Jotaro's Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also pushes him off the ledge. But that doesn't matter. No. It, it's the the licking scene of just he takes this cherry and is just <laughs> knocking it around with his tongue, just going la 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 like, there's just saliva everywhere. Just, it's nasty. Yeah, it's gross. Um, Jojo yes. is like, just punches him because well, he realizes that Kakuin. No, isn't he's got to give one. his cool guy line first oh, of, yeah. hey, the cut, like, the, the cable car is here. Get on. I've got your ticket right here. And then just punches him in the face. Yeah. And at which point, Kakuin's whole, like, jaw kind of mm-hmm. just, like, unhinged, like, almost falls off, basically. Yeah. And we find out that it's not Kakuin. It's a stand, an enemy stand user. Yellow uh, Temperance. Yellow Temperance. Um, Jotaro gets in the cable car with him. Yes. And Anne calls Joseph. Yes. And tells him exactly what's going on. She can see a lot. From, like... Because that car is moving at that point. Yeah. She can see a lot. Well, no. Like, she, the only thing she says is that there was some yellow slime. Yeah. Because this stand mixes with, like, people matter. Yes. It's, so people it's can a, see it. Yeah. It's a physical stand that people can see. And it's, yeah, just yellow slime that attaches <laughs> and slowly dissolves. People. People. I, I think it can dissolve other stuff, too. But I don't actually know. Um, and it grows in size as it dissolves stuff. Yes. So Anne tells Joseph ev- everything that's going on. Yes. Kakuin walks into the hotel room 
And they ask him where he's been. He says, oh, Jotaro and Anne left without me, so I was sunbathing by the pool. They say, in your school uniform? And he says, yes. So? <laughs> so? At which point they just go, okay, yep, this is the real Cassiopeia. <laughs> he's so weird! <laughs> he's so weird! Such a weirdo. I love it. He's great! Oh, man. And they're like, yeah, so that Kakuin must definitely be the fake. Oh, yeah, really? The one whose jaw got unhinged and is acting nothing like Kakuin? Yeah. So Jojo um, leaves the cable car after getting some yellow slime on him. Well, he was trying to fight yellow temperance, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Because... He has no weaknesses. The slime. The the real calling card of a, of any villain that's about to get fucked up. I have no weaknesses. Is this stand has no weaknesses. Yes. Um, but yeah, he, he like, Jotaro tries to punch him with Star Platinum. He blocks it with the slime. Just keeps going. Jotaro jumps out of the cable car onto, like, some weird pillar thing mm-hmm. nearby. At which point, uh, you know, he kind of, Yellow Temperance kind of explains, like, hey, my stand's invincible. I don't even have to do anything at this point. You like you're just gonna die slowly. Yeah. Um, Jodoro's like, okay, well I'm gonna burn this thing off. Tries to burn it. It just kind of explodes and spreads like across more of his hand. Yeah. At which point he sees a kid in another cable car with an icicle, like ice, like a popsicle. A popsicle. That's the word. Um. So he jumps over to that, gets in there, and this weird woman is just like, oh, what an entrance. He takes the popsicle from a kid, typical Jotaro, mm-hmm. stealing candy from children. <laughs> he says he'll replace it. Yeah, that's fair. Said the liar. Said the liar. But do they ever meet up again? No. Probably not. No, that those two people were fucking running for their lives. But, yeah, so he tries to put the popsicle on yellow temperance on his hand but it just creates spikes that dig into his hand mm-hmm. at which point the weird lady starts grabbing her boob and just saying like hot and cold won't work yeah that stand has no weaknesses it's like okay uh unnecessary but you do you i guess yep and then his face comes out of the lady. yeah we should also mention this guy is Hey, surprise, really buff, yep. attractive dude, yep. shirtless. Um, but yeah. A he, Fabio type. He already jumped into that one. Yeah. Like, he already jumped into that cable car. He, The real villain here, he kills that precious doggo. He does. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> so, he he's another JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme, the... Like, when he's explaining his stand, the end, the, do you understand? Oh, my God. So, JoJo, like, has been kind of covered in a good amount of this slime at this point. Mm -hmm. And he invokes the Joestar secret battle tactic of running away. Yes. I can't believe that it's a generational thing. It even shows, like, you know, the background image of Joseph. Just, like, Telling talking him this about, secret, yeah, yeah. Talking about the time, like, 
the family tradition of running away from a fight. He punches a hole in the car and jumps out. Mm -hmm. Yellow Temperance follows. Mm -hmm. They land in the water, at which point uh, Jojo grabs him Mm -hmm. and is like, Hey, you're going to drown, idiot. doesn't matter how invincible your stand is if I kill you. And and then he says, wait, 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 wait. Like, I give up. Well, at, fir- at first, like, he has to break the, like, his hold on Jojo to breathe, like, to escape. At which point, Jojo punches him, like, hard in the face. And then he's like, okay, okay, I give up. Yeah, he's like, I can't rat out my own side when Jojo tells him to tell him about the other yeah. stand users. He immediately rats out his own yes, side. <laughs> he rats out everybody. That's where we find out that Centerfold is the man with two right hands. Yes. His stand involves mirrors somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are five others at this point. No, four others at this point. Yeah. Coming to kill them. And all the while, he's slowly, like, making his way over to the, like, shore, the dock. And then when he makes it there, he sees, like, a sewage drain. He reaches up, like, puts Yellow Temperance through the manhole cover and is like, Haha, you idiot. Like, good fortune's on my side now. And he shoots, like, Yellow Temperance out of the, like sewer great Mm -hmm. exit grabbing jojo and like pulling him up again (laughs) and just yep another another stand user down and this episode ends with the stand ban on a train Mm -hmm. apparently the one safe mode of transportation yeah actually no that's not true they just got lucky i yeah um Kakuin asks Jojo for the cherries on his plate. Yes. And he does the little, little, little thing. Yes. In real life. He does the actual licking thing, at which point Jojo's like, Ugh. Jojo is about to snap. <sighs> Kakuin is so weird. Oh, yeah. We should also mention that the stand band thinks that them and Anne parted ways. Yes. But in reality, she was still on the train. And to really continue, literally every girl in this show dreams about JoJo. Like, thinks about JoJo, dreams about JoJo. Just because she's asleep, like, in the other car. Just, (sighs) JoJo. Yes, man. Stay home. And then our final episode for this week. Real tonal shift. Yeah. From the psychotic nature of... Well, that's not entirely true, based on the start of this episode. Yeah. Real tonal shift from beginning to end. Yes, definitely. I completely forgot about this bathroom scene. It's... It's good. It's wild. Um, so yes, now the gang is in India. Mm-hmm. And... Avdol really said, wow, my friends are so white. Yes. <laughs> Avdol's like, hey, India's a great city as they're, like, getting mobbed by, like, people trying to... mobbed, yeah. They're just getting mobbed by people trying to get them to give give them money. Um, They wind up going to a restaurant, Mm -hmm. and Polnareff is like, 
man, this cultural shock is sure a lot. Like, I'm going to head to the bathroom. You guys order something for me. On his way to the bathroom, one of the attendants just hands him, like, a, a large, oh. yeah, a pole with, like, a metal ball on the end. And he's like, here, use this. And he's like, what? I just really like looking at your face, just, like, so confused. <laughs> what? I thought he was going to have to beat something back, and then when he went in and closed the door they zoomed all the way out to the sink and I was like oh it's to like flush the toilets from the sink right yes there is nothing in this bathroom but one toilet in the center of the room and Polnareff we see the door close we're on the outside of the bathroom the camera starts to like go backwards we just hear Polnareff scream yeah the camera zooms back in. He runs out to the attendant. And it's like, is everything okay? He's like, don't, don't, don't give me that shit. Like, don't tell, don't ask, is everything okay? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Cut to a pig's head coming out of the toilet. Oh, and man. just so the attendant explains that the pig, that the pig pen was made too close to the toilet. So sometimes when it gets hungry, it sticks its head up through the toilet. Yeah. And they have to use the stick to beat it back. Yes. I... Don't know how to feel about this scene at all. Oh, I know exactly how to feel about this scene. Confused? Uh, I mean, it was funny. A little bit. It's a good... Like, it's a good bit. Yeah. Um, Zakaki... No. Polnareff. Polnareff. We're going to um, keep doing that the rest of the whatever. time. Whatever. Um, he does his business. Yes. Uh, goes to wash his hands in the sink. Yes. And then sees a stand user behind him. Yes. In the mirror. Yes. And he turns around. There's nothing there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man. I saw a pig's head in the... Like, I saw a pig's head in the toilet. I guess it's not that weird to see, like, a monster hand behind me. To which he then looks back in the mirror, and it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it begins to open the window. Yeah. But then when he turns around, nothing's happening. The window's still closed. But it's still progressing towards him mm-hmm. in the mirror. At which point, he's like, ah, fuck. This must be centerfold. Like... Yeah, this is a This stand must be user. the mirror stand user, so this must be Centerfold. Mm-hmm. The guy I'm trying to kill. Yeah. So he runs out. Do you think, like, the other patrons in the restaurant were just weird when this French dude with, like, eight-inch tall hair just runs out and goes, Stand! Oh, I think they were terrified. <laughs> like, it was everybody sitting down at the restaurant. He just goes, Stand! Do it. Okay. <laughs> but no, he... Polnareff is like, Centerfold's here. I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna kill him alone. Yeah. I don't give a shit about Dio. I Never need, did. I don't need you guys' help. Like, he gets into a big fight with Abdal. Mm-hmm. Just about, like, I'm gonna go kill this guy. I don't need any of you guys. Right. Peace. Yeah. And Abdal is... And Abdal tells him, if you go fight Centerfold alone, it's exactly what he wants and he will kill you. Yes. Which. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah. So he, he goes off alone, and we cut to somewhere in, like, somewhere out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Must be nearby the city or something. And yeah. a man riding an elephant comes by with a young woman. They go through this whole thing of, like, she wants to marry him. He turns Is her a down. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a grifter. Like, he's just a con man. But he'll come back and visit. Well, she like, doesn't know. Like, you know, he's saying, like, I can't marry you, all that stuff. But really, he's just a con man yeah. looking to, like, win her over. And he meets up with Centerfold. And the two of them are teaming up to kill the stand band. Mm. Uh, and we find out this fucking cowboy-ass dude on an elephant is whole horse. Yeah. And his stand is the emperor, mm-hmm. which is just a gun. And bullet. And bullet. Um, and then... I, I can't believe his stand is fucking gun. Yes. It is just gun. And bullet. Yes. Um, and then we also do get confirmation that Centerfold's ability is to interact with things in reflections. Mm-hmm. Because and a to snake, affect them in real life. Yes. A snake, like, tries to attack him. Whole horse shoots it, and then as it's, like, half of its, the half of its body that's still moving towards Centerfold crosses a bottle... Its stand appears in the bottle and slices up the snake into yeah. a bunch of little pieces. Boy. And then, yeah, I just have here written just whole horse and centerfold, or whole horse and centerfold, the shitbaggiest pair to ever exist. Yeah. Like just a con man and a, like, killer, couple of shitty shitbags. Yeah. So, Polnareff's out looking around for Centerfold, Mm -hmm. asking if they've seen people with two right hands. And then finally somebody goes, oh, I've seen them. It's like, oh, where? Just points over down the street. We should mention it's raining at this point. Yes. Yeah. It's raining. The two of them are coming down the street. Polnareff walks out into the street. Now it's only whole horse. Because it has stopped raining. Yes. I don't actually remember if that affects anything. I think... Well, I mean, the way they showed it off, it's that he's only visible to certain people. I guess people without stand... A, like, his physical form is only visible when there's something to reflect off of that other people can see him. No, because whole horse can see him. He's just sitting there. No, I meant non-stand users. Oh. Well, Polnareff would see him. I think he just kind of, like, ducked out. Oh, maybe. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. We'll actually, probably find out. Yeah. Because this is part one of two yeah. that we're leaving off on. Yes. Um, Polnareff confronts Whole Horse, and he's just like, hey, you're here with that two right-handed man, right? And like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to see him because I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And they start having this weird fucking laughing thing in the middle of the street because they're both just like... The same person. They're With both overconfident MOs. jackasses. Yeah. Um, Whole Horse reminds him that his stand is just a gun and bullet, so he's going to beat a sword using stand. Yeah. And The gun I mean, is mightier than the sword. 
I mean, he does because whole horse goes, pulls his gun, shoots. Polnareff tries to cut the bullet, mm-hmm. but again, the stand, the the stand is the bullet, so it just kind of right around the blade. Yeah, heading straight for Polnareff, and it would hit him if it weren't for Avdol running in and tackling him to the ground, knocking yeah. him out of the path of the bullet. The bullet curves up into the air. Mm-hmm. Abdal's like, hey, idiot, I told you, don't fight don't alone. Fight alone, yeah. You're outnumbered, like, you're not going to win. So Abdal goes to use Magician's Red to, like, burn the bullet. Mm-hmm. But the puddle from the rain gives Centerfold a reflective surface. And he stabs... He uses that to stab Avdol in the back. Yeah. Right as Kakuyin shows up. Right as Kakuyin shows up, stabs him in the back, and then the bullet coming from Whole Horse coming back around hits Avdol right in the head. Yeah. He's dead. I didn't like this episode. (laughs) Because Polnareff's just an asshole about Avdol literally saving his life. Well, I mean... He's trying to, like... I know, he's trying to play it off as, like, I was right, you know? Well, he like he he starts going off after Avdol is dead. Like, Kakuin's there with his body, and he's just, like, serves him right. Like, he shouldn't have... I told him not to interfere, right. all this stuff. Kakuin's just like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? But really, Polnareff is there, just, like, tears streaming down his face. Just, like, super pissed off that Avdol died. Yeah. Protecting him. Yeah. And that's the low note that we're ending this week's episodes on. <sighs> Joseph's going to be so mad once he realizes Avdol is dead and Polnareff is like the root cause. Yeah. I really liked Avdol. No, Avdol's cool. Talk about people that didn't fucking deserve to die. <laughs> Like, I feel like if Joseph died, like, if Avdol, Jotaro dies... Cars. Huh? I mean, Cars isn't dead, but... Eh, he deserved to be launched into space. Okay. I mean, you seem to really like Cars, so... I do! I think he's a great villain. However, he really did deserve to be launched into space. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's fair. But, like... Avdol's just a good dude. Yeah... Cars was not a good dude. No, no, definitely not. The only things he had going for him on, like, the good scale was, like, he saved puppies, saved plants, and killed Nazis. I mean, I'd call that pretty good. I'd call that pretty good also. However, he also wanted to, like, he had this weird obsession with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that uh, killing Nazis thing was really just kind of a subset of killing humanity thing. Yeah, because they were in his way. They just it, it was just, to be Nazis. The Nazis were around. Yeah. So he killed them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but Avdol was like a good person and wanted good for other people too. Yeah. He was looking out for people. And Polnareff went and fucked it up. Jesus. He used one of his brain cells to say, yeah, I'm going to go off and have Avdol be mad disappointed not mad at me like an upset mother like an upset mother 
He did say that, though. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. (laughs) (sighs) Alright. So other than that, what do you think of these episodes? We're getting into some iconic JoJo's. We've seen several iconic JoJo's memes. Um... I still think... I still think Dio, what the hell is that? Is real good. Oh, from like episode, from episode one six. of just when they first asked Anne, like, how's Dio doing? Yeah, what are the you hell standing? Is that? Yeah. Um, I think that's fantastic. Um I still I feel like I'm gonna see that monkey in my nightmares. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm gonna see that doll. That doll's fine. Or the mirror thing. I don't like mirror stuff. You don't I don't like mirror stuff either. No. I already have enough trouble telling like if I'm me. <laughs> Um, I talk about that on my other podcast. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, um, next batch of episodes, sixteen through twenty. Nope. No. <laughs> Eleven through six, fifteen. Yes. Five more episodes. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now. Okay. Bye. Yep. That's it. We got nothing else. <laughs> Goodbye, children.